Well, here we are. It is game week in the National Football League. It is the eve of the first game of the regular season. This is Jonesing for football. This is Bill Jones, joined as usual by Cody Winstead in Philadelphia. I am in Dallas. And it all, we've, everything we've done this offseason leads up to this moment in time. What a great moment in time it is, young Cody. Yeah, sir. Bill Jones, have you seen this week one schedule? The NFL is not messing around. Tons of games. How excited are you, man? I love, I love the matchups. That was one of the first things I was going to say off the top is the schedule maker did a great job in creating these matchups. In fact, now that you mention it, there are only two matchups this week, and it starts with the Thursday night game, Dallas at Tampa Bay, where you have a team with a losing record from last year matched up against a team with a winning record from last year. Of course, you got 6-10 and 10 Dallas playing at 11-5 Tampa Bay, their, their records last year. The only other game that is a similar matchup is at 325 on Sunday afternoon when the 10 and 6 Miami Dolphins play at the 7 and 9 New England Patriots. So what you have is a bunch of games where teams with losing records last year match up against each other and a bunch of games where teams with either 500 records or better match up against each other. Great job by the NFL. Maybe they do this every year. This is just the first time that I've noticed it. Yeah, it does seem uh, better than most, but uh, let's get into our podcast, Bill Jones, because we're going to do this uh, every week and we're going to break them down into three topics every week. So our first one will be our favorite game. Obviously, a lot to choose from this week. We're also going to do a must see matchup. And this is a player versus another player or a position group versus another position group. And then we'll do something called pressures on when there's a lot of pressure to perform for a player or a coach. Let's start with our favorite game of the week. You mentioned it, a ton of options here. Uh, what are you thinking for your favorite game of the week? So here are, here are the options for favorite yep. game of the week. And of course, did you know my favorite game of the week is the first game of the week, and that would be Thursday night, it'd be Dallas at Tampa Bay. But yep. I'm not gonna pick that uh, because we've talked a lot about the Cowboys and the Buccaneers on previous podcasts. All right, you've got okay. These are last year's records. Three twenty-five Sunday. You got the thirteen and three Packers playing at the twelve and four Saints. You've got the twelve and four Seahawks at noon Sunday against the eleven and five Colts. You've got at noon Sunday the twelve and four Steelers at the thirteen and three Bills. Or at 325 on Sunday, you've got the 11 and 5 Browns playing at the 14 and 2 Chiefs. So of those, one, two, three, four, is it four matchups I just cited? Okay. All right. You're take you're gonna take the one that I really like. So I'm gonna take a different one. This will create a double header on Sunday on CBS. Noon Sunday on CBS, the Pittsburgh Steelers go into Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills, and uh, I, I think Buffalo's going to win this game, uh, and the only thing that keeps this from being the marquee matchup, in my opinion, is the state of that Steelers offensive line. Uh, but uh, And I think Buffalo is going to get off to a hot start and depending on injuries this year, 
as I've said on previous podcasts, uh, they will be there all the way to the end, as long as they stay healthy at key positions. I like the addition of Emmanuel Sanders in uh, the receiving core uh, in uh, Buffalo. And, uh, and then with the Steelers, all eyes on uh, the rookie, Najee Harris at running back. What can he do uh, behind an offensive line that is being retooled on a daily basis? Uh, and so I think Buffalo wins this game, but I like the matchup, the Steelers playing at the Bills to kick off the season. Yeah, that is a great one. That was, I think, number two on my list. I'm excited to see if Pittsburgh changes their offensive philosophy, Bill Jones. This is a chance to get away from Ben Roethlisberger being one of the leaders in the league in the pass attempts. Uh, we don't need any more of that. We need Najee Harris to run the ball and for the Steelers to kind of get back to being a physical team. This will be the first chance for that. All right, my favorite game. I think it's pretty unanimous. You mentioned you would have taken it as well. Browns at Chiefs. It's a divisional round rematch from last year when Kansas City won 22-17. Remember, they had Chad Henney at quarterback. Patrick Mahomes had a concussion. Chad Henney came in in the playoffs and led him to the win. Uh, here we are eight months later. I think they're the two most talented teams in the conference. And what I'm most excited to see is that Chiefs rebuild O-line going against Miles Garrett and his new running mate, Jadavion Clowney. We know the KC offensive line was dominated against the Bucs in the Super Bowl last year. This is a chance to see if they have addressed their weakness. I also want to see who starts up front for Kansas City because that's important. Regardless, we know the league will be watching because if Patrick Mahomes gets protection up front, Bill Jones, you know that Kansas City is nearly impossible to beat. Also, this is a huge game for the Browns because they're in the AFC North and they are going to be battling that division all the way up until the end. So a big kind of unexpected win like in Kansas City would go a long way in helping them get out front um, ahead of the Steelers and the Ravens. And have you looked at the Browns next six games? They play the Texans, the Bears, the Vikings, the Chargers, the Cardinals, and the Broncos. So after this, Cleveland doesn't play a team that had a winning record last year until week eight. So they could kind of get up ahead of Pittsburgh and Baltimore if they could steal this win here in week one which is another reason why they will lose this game in Kansas City. Uh, all right, so of those two matchups we cited, which, uh, which underdog has the best chance of pulling off the upset, Cleveland in Kansas City or Pittsburgh in Buffalo? I would take the Steelers. I, I still think the Steelers have a ton of talent. To me, Kansas City is a, is a step above everybody else. Uh, but I think the Steelers and Bills are kind of similar talent-wise. So I would take the Steelers. How about you? Well, I would take the Steelers too, which makes my pick better than your pick because it's going to be it, – it has a better chance to be a better matchup in the end, don't you think? Oh, sure. I'll give that to you. <laughs> All right. How about Mus- – but I, but I agree with you. I love the Baker versus Patrick. And, uh, of course uh, – I always cite the college matchup when Oklahoma played at Texas Tech and it was 66 to 59 or whatever the score was. Yep. 
Uh, they've had a shootout or two in the past. Uh, all right. How about a must-see matchup, Bill Jones? Uh, where are you going for this one? All right. A must-see matchup. And then, so the, I'm talking an individual matchup here. Yep. And, uh, the, it, and it could be a must-see mismatch. We shall see. Okay. But I'm going down to Tennessee. And you've got Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans taking on the Arizona Cardinals and their rookie linebackers, Zaven Collins out of Tulsa University. My matchup there is how does Zaven Collins, the first round rookie fair, trying to stop Derrick Henry and that Tennessee running game. Of course, you don't need much recall on this to know that Derrick Henry had one of the greatest rushing seasons in the history of the National Football League last year with over 2,000 yards rushing. And so when Zayvon Collins got drafted by the Cardinals, how long did they wait to tell him that our first game is coming against Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans? They may have waited all the way to training camp before they told him, uh, oh, by the way, here's what you get first game. Welcome to the NFL, kid. How about that? You get to stop the freight train that is Derrick Henry in week one. Good luck. Not to, And then, of course, they've added Julio Jones and what they've got. Now, uh, what's going to be interesting in that game is the fact that Tannehill missed some time on the COVID list, and uh, which probably means they're feeding Derrick Henry even more uh, than usual uh, against this Arizona defense. Yep, yep. I can't wait to see that Arizona defense. J.J. Watt there as well, a, a new addition. Mm -hmm. All right, my must-see matchup is from the Seahawks and Colts game. That's Russell Wilson versus Darius Leonard. Russ, one of the elite quarterbacks in the game. His ability to do whatever necessary to win the game is so special. On script, off script, he can really do it all. And he's coming off a season where he had a career-high 40 touchdown passes. I'm excited to see how he attacks one of the best defenses in the league. Speaking of Darius Leonard and that top 10 Colts defense, they might need to carry Indy early in the season until Carson Wentz gets comfortable. Uh, and that could mean even more on the plate of the man they call the maniac. But guess what? Darius Leonard can handle it. Since entering the league in 2018, fourth most tackles in the league. And that's why he is the highest paid linebacker in the NFL, signing that $99 million deal just a few weeks ago. Actually covered the Colts during training camp and everyone there talked about the energy that Darius Leonard provides the entire team. He'll need to do that and more to have a shot against uh, Russell Wilson and those Seahawks. I like that matchup. Uh, another matchup uh, that uh, they're probably talking about in New York that I'll just throw out there is I love the, the schedule maker when he sends the Jets to play at Carolina in Sam Darnold against his former team. That's, that's a good one, too. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Darnold lights up his former team, and everyone's like, oh, Darnold was actually a good draft pick. It's just when you guys picked him, it didn't work out well for him. All right, Bill Jones, how about our final topic here? Pressure's on. Give me a person or two that have a little pressure on them to perform here in week one. And I'm going to give you a two-for-one special here. Pressure's on 
It is a matchup in the NFC, and it is the Sunday night matchup, in fact, in the NFC. That would be the Chicago Bears headed to play at the Los Angeles Rams. The Bears, an 8-8 eight eight team last year. The Rams at 10-6. and six. And, of course, changes at the quarterback position for both teams. Quarterback controversy in Chicago. It's a no-brainer how much pressure is on Andy Dalton, and how long will it be his time in Chicago with your man, Justin Fields, breathing down his neck? Will his time last a series, (laughs) a quarter, (laughs) a game? Yeah. How long will it last against a Rams team that, okay, I'm giving away my answer here. Which team in the NFL last year gave up the fewest points a year ago the Rams huh number one defense in the league the Rams. number one that's right so yep. so Dalton gets that assignment which may be the reason that they decided this is your time rather than throwing Justin Fields the rookie at the number one defense in the league in the opener but on the other hand at quarterback for the Rams of course the big trade in the offseason as Jared Goff goes to Detroit and Matthew Stafford makes his debut, and it literally is his debut in this Rams offense. We've got nothing to go on as far as Stafford because, of course, they don't play their starters in the preseason. And uh, so there's a lot of pressure on Matthew Stafford. He has had the excuse throughout his career that he's played for Detroit, and that's why he hasn't been able to do anything in the uh, postseason or had a run of team success, although he's put up uh, good numbers in his career. Now, what will happen with Stafford's career now that he's in that offense in L.A.? There's a lot of pressure on Stafford uh, to perform now that he's in what is perceived to be a really good situation for him. Here's the other thing to point out about this matchup. Uh, Of course, Stafford has a lot of experience against Chicago in his career. In fact, in fact, In the season opener last year in Detroit, the Lions played the Bears, and Matthew Stafford and the Lions had a 23-6 lead through three quarters of that game. And Mitchell Trubisky, now the backup in Buffalo, led a comeback for the Bears. They scored 21 points in the fourth quarter, and one of the key moments with three minutes left in that game was Stafford, Stafford threw a pick. And uh, Trubisky was able to turn that into a 23-yard touchdown pass to Anthony Miller to win the game for the Bears. And uh, so a lot of intrigue there with that matchup and a lot of pressure on these two quarterbacks. Yeah, I love both of those. Those are those are great answers. Matthew Stafford, like you said, the uh, he's always had that excuse. Oh, I play for one of the worst teams in the league and they're so dysfunctional. And a lot of people have gone to bat for Matthew Stafford, said he's still one of the, you know, decent or above average NFL quarterbacks. Now it's time to prove it. And if he's good, he's still in his early 30s, if I'm not mistaken. He could have a few good years here, make it to a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl. I mean, Matt Stafford, for having zero playoff wins right now, could still have like a Hall of Fame career if he can kind of get it together here with the Rams. And I think he's he maybe turning 34, which yeah, by yeah. Tom Brady's standards means he's got a long time yeah, exactly. left in his career. Right. Yeah, he's got 20 <laughs> years left or so. so like. All right, let's try uh, pressures on for me. And Dr. Jones, you know I'm a huge Tua Tungavailoa fan, but I'm not sure anyone has more pressure on him this week 
than the Dolphins quarterback. They travel to Foxborough to face the Patriots, a division rival, starting a rookie quarterback. His former teammate, Mac Jones, will be lining up for the Pats. It just feels to me like a loss to New England would be devastating for Tua and his future in Miami. We know there are rumors already swirling South Beach about Deshaun Watson and when is he coming? Tua needs to start the season strong and prove to be their franchise quarterback. I went back and did a little research. I looked at some of their numbers. Tua won four games last season throwing under 170 yards. Like that is just not going to fly this year. They've upgraded his supporting cast. So he's got to show a lot of growth. And honestly, I'm not sure it's totally fair that we're already judging Tua. He's only started nine games in the NFL, and people are already jumping to conclusions that he can or can't play. Obviously, most say he can't play. But I'm sticking on the bandwagon, Bill Jones. I like what I've seen from him in the preseason. He's looked more confident, uh, including the game against the Bears that I went to in person, actually. He needs to be impressive Sunday because if the Pats win, the perception will be New England has jumped Miami as that second best team in the AFC East and their future is brighter than the Dolphins. And that's a bad sign for Tua and his fans, which truthfully may just be me. I might be the only one on that bandwagon. <laughs> so you're saying that if you set the over under 170 passing yards for Tua, he's you're taking the over. I'm taking the over. I actually think he's going to play well. I'm not sure if it's going to be good enough to keep that job in Miami, but I, I still like Tua. Okay, and uh, so Miami wins that game, or does Mac Jones and the Patriots win? I'm on the record. Give me the Dolphins. Give me Tua on the road beating his former teammate Mac Jones and Bill Belichick sticking it to Bill. And I'm taking the Patriots to win that game. So there I you go. I knew you were. I knew you were. <laughs> you love Belichick. I do. Yep. And, oh, man, don't you know he's got a lot up his sleeve uh, because he's got players now. He didn't have players last year, and he still went seven and nine. And Brian Flores on the other side uh, for the Dolphins. He'll have something in store for Mac Jones there in his first NFL start. Well, and you talk about familiarity, uh, two organizations and the Patriots and Dolphins, they are very familiar. And in fact, there's a number of players who have played for both teams. So that should be, that's another intriguing matchup. And again, Applause, everyone, to the NFL schedule makers for a great first week schedule. Okay, you set the bar high. Uh, week two, it's probably going to come down a little bit, but it's a great way to uh, kick off the season. Yeah. All right, Cody, wait. I love that. So the plan is, if you can work it into your schedule, and it's a busy NFL Network schedule for you, we're going to try to do this every week, right? That's the plan. We're going to try and hope. <laughs> All right, that does it. Everybody have a tremendous first week in the National Football League, and we will see you again next week here on Jonesing for Football.